Welcome to ESMA Open Podcasts. Today, it's my pleasure to interview Dr. Knappen on lessons learned from scoring adjuvant colon cancer trials and meta-analysis using the ESMO Magnitude of Clinical Benefit Scale. Hello. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Can you maybe give us in the beginning a first insight? What is actually the ESMO um, Magnitude of Clinical Benefit Scale? The European Society for Medical Oncology they, they has developed a validated and reproducible tool to assess the magnitude of clinical benefit of anti-cancer therapies. And this is important because it can help in deliver cost-effective and affordable cancer care. The ESMO Magnitude of Clinical Benefit Scale was initially published in 2015, and the revised version, version 1.1, was issued in 2017. And the scale takes for the following factors into account, most important survival or surrogates for that, and quality of life and, and toxicity. And it incorporates different grading approaches for interventions for either curative intent or non-curative intent. And for the curative intent, Form 1 uh, has been used. And for the non-curative intent, Form 2, APC. And uh, for single-arm studies, there's another form, Form 3. Thank you for giving us this um, oversight. So why is it so important uh, to consider the ESMO magnitude of clinical benefit scale for studies in the adjuvant setting of colorectal carcinoma? Well, I think it's um, very important. The scale is field tested by experts and reviewed for reasonableness. And uh, the grading of treatment of advanced and incurable cancer using form 2A, B, and C and form 3 of the ESMO magnitude of clinical benefit scale has been extensively field tested and reviewed for reasonableness. However, only a small number of trials with curative intent, including adjuvant therapies, have been field tested using Form 1. And colon cancer, a very common cancer type, and adjuvant systemic therapy plays a major role in colon cancer, making it an ideal cancer type to evaluate Form 1 of the scale. And uh, furthermore, Form 1 does not at this moment apply penalties for toxicity as penalties may mask the magnitude of curative potential. Uh, however, patient advocates in consultation with the ESMO Magnitude of Clinical Benefit Working Group have suggested that toxicity annotation should be introduced for treatments with a high prevalence of strong acute or late toxicity. So we also wanted to see if annotating toxicity is feasible. And we know that the treatment of colon cancer with oxaliplatin-based regimen can cause both acute and late toxicity. Exploring the feasibility of toxicity annotations in colon cancer also seems uh, ideal. And what parameters are evaluated in this Form 1 that you mentioned that was used of the, for the magnitude of clinical benefit scale analysis? Well, as I said, Form 1 has been, has been developed for, for assessing the new approaches to adjuvant therapy or potentially curative therapies. And, and the scale ranges from A to, to C, with grade A and B representing a substantial level of clinical benefit. And as it is uh, for curative therapies, uh, most importantly is improved survival, uh, but also disease-free survival is taken into account if, if uh, survival data is not mature. And furthermore, quality of life and toxicity and costs uh, are evaluated if there's a non-inferior over-survival or disease-free survival. You can get, for example, uh, the highest A grade if there's more than 5% improvement of survival. Thank you for this explanation. So which studies were now included in this evaluation? 
So randomized controlled trials and meta-analysis in the adjuvant treatment of stage two or three colon cancer were identified and that were published since 1988, which was more or less the time when the first active adjuvant colon cancer regimens were found uh, up to December 2018. And trials investigating adjuvant treatment regimen that resulted in only negative trials were excluded from the analysis, like for example, Iranitikan. And in addition, trials including rectal cancer without a predefined colon cancer subgroup, they were also excluded from the analysis. And uh, the literature search yielded 57 trials and 14 meta-analyses, with 18 uh, randomized controlled trials and seven meta-analyses finally found eligible and were included for the analysis. Wow, that is a lot of studies that were included here. So for all the listeners, you can find the entire um, paper on ESMA Open, but maybe, Dr. Knam, you can give us a short insight. So what are the most important take-home messages um, revealing from this analysis? Well, most importantly, I think we found that Form 1 uh, of the ESMO magnitude of clinical benefit scale performed really well. Um, 37 experts from the ESMO gastrointestinal tumor faculty reviewed the generated scores using Form 1, and all experts found the scores reasonable or mostly reasonable. Um, and furthermore, our exploratory analysis on toxicity annotations indicated that toxicity annotations is feasible, but we did find that reporting of toxicity, especially in the older trials, was not always complete. And did this, this did improve over time, so, so more recent trials were more complete. Um, especially late toxicity reporting was, was rather scarce. Another finding was that only five trials reported data on quality of life. Finally, we, but also the experts from the ESMO gastrointestinal tumor faculty, pointed out that currently Form 1 of the ESMO magnitude of clinical benefit scale cannot credit convenience. So, for example, uh, oral regimens might be more convenient for patients than intravenous treatment. But in case the oral regimen is non-inferior to the intravenous treatment, it cannot be credited for the improved convenience. Thank you. So now taking only a few words, what would you say are the most important take-home messages? Um, should we include anything of that in our daily clinical practice? Well, I think since, since patients in a curative setting potentially live decades after treatment, Toxicity and especially late and prolonged adverse effects that may undermine quality of life uh, should be annotated to optimally inform patients of, of these risks. Thank you so much, Dr. Knappen, for this interview um, and goodbye. Thank you very much.